So while it's good to talk and move, it's more important for the body to be still. While it's good to listen and look, it's more important that our senses are still. While it's good to think, it's more important that we stop thinking. For when the body is still, when the five senses are still, when the mind is still, when the intellect is still, this is the highest state of the wise. And this is the essential teaching from all traditions of meditation. I've quoted there from the Upanishads. It's in the moment of stillness and silence we experience something deeper within ourselves. We can call this our true self. We also experience something deeper outside ourselves. Through our relationship with others, the world around us and the creative energy or the origin or the being that is within the universe. And we talked about this yesterday as being, as the Trinity being a symbol of this. So the being is the Father, the our true self, our the consciousness is the Son, and then the our relationship with others and the world around us is, is that spirit. We also see it with this Satchitananda, that being, that consciousness, and that bliss as the as it flows out to others and the world around us. And health is when we experience this integration, what we might call the Trinitarian integration. And an essential component of this is its non-duality. You can't separate them out as separate things. But at the same time, they're all not identical. So it's not, they're not two. In other words, they're not separate. They're not one, meaning it's not identical. <coughs> so when we experience this integration, we are freed from the bonds of attachment, anxieties, and desires of the ego. We are freed from the constant ruminations and distractions of the mind. The experience may only be fleeting. However, once we taste it, even for a moment, we know it to be true. We cannot arrive here through thinking or reading. We arrive here through silence and stillness.
Perhaps the best words that have been used to describe it are unity, peace, unknowing, because it's letting go all our knowing or our thoughts. The word unknowing refers to the unlearning of our conditioning. Regardless of the words we use to describe it, it's, it's an experience of awareness. What we might call an experience of being, not doing. And what I mean about by the word doing there is thoughts as well as actions. So of course we need to do certain things, no matter how enlightened we are. We do need to think. We do need to carry out our activities of daily living, including our engagement with the world around us and caring for others. The key question is what is the relationship between these activities, our thinking and our actions, what we might call our doings, and our state of being. Are our doings fully rooted and flowing from this state of being? Or alternatively, are, they, are our doings totally disconnected from this state of being, from our true self? Totally separate, meaning dualistic dualism, as opposed to non-duality. So we can also look at being healthy through a language or concept where being is primary over doing. So being is sovereign. This means that all our thinking and all our actions are fully rooted in this state of being. On the other hand, we are unhealthy or distracted when doing is primary. When we're running around we're in our mind, thinking about all the things we've got to do, trying to solve the, all our problems, the problems of the world, or when we're actually physically running around in a manner which is separated from being not flowing from this sense of being. When we encounter stressful situations, we shift out of the state of being more to the state of doing or into a state where doing is disconnected from being. In fact, you could say we're shifting out of it all the time. 
but when we en when we encounter stressful situations, the intensity of the shift is stronger, and we're kept there. So we become engulfed by constant thinking and action. We're less aware in this state, and we're more likely to experience isolation or anxieties, or even desires, wants. And that sense of isolation can occur even in the environment where we're surrounded with constant interaction with other people. In this stage, we're shifting into the, away from the true self and into the, what, what we talked about yesterday, the ego self. So we focus on how we can maintain our lives, satisfy our needs, control our own destiny. So the important point here is it's not that we don't have to do things. It's just what is the nature of those things that we're doing to this state of being. The state of pure awareness, which we might call our true self. Work, food, sport, exercises, all our social interactions may give us enjoyment and meaning when they're properly rooted in being and flowing from the state of being. However, when we pursue them in a manner that is disconnected from being, we will not find meaning, no matter how intensely we pursue them. So as I said, we are our true state may be pure being, but we're continuously where where doing flows from it, but we're continuously being pulled into a fragmented state where doing takes over, pulled by the ego into a state where doing is primary. And the most transformative path we can take to bring us back to this balance where being is sovereign or being is primary is a path of stillness. Meditation is that practice of stillness that brings us back to our true nature. A state where being is primary. Because we're being continuously pulled out of that state, we need to continuously be, have a practice that brings us back. So that's our practice of meditation, twice a day.
So in summary, being comes before doing. Doing needs to flow from being. Being needs to be primary. Meditation is the practice that resets that balance.